Thursday, Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN, 6, 90, 50 minutes to do the program, and then it's Jumbo Shrimp Baseball. No game yesterday. They're back today. Thirsty Thursday at the ballpark. If you're on the way down, enjoy yourself and drink responsibly. But the drinks are very cheap, so that is the draw to Thirsty Thursday. We'll give off to the shrimp at 6.50, but right now it's overtime. Brian Middleton on the ones and twos. Casey Kurtz rocking with you as well. Uh, the Nets are just not good. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, they are the catfish of the year. They're going to call that boy Neve or Nev. Did you ever watch Catfish, Brian Milton, the show? Uh, I heard of it. I heard of it. Okay. It was on MTV, right? Yeah, yeah. His name was like Neve or Nev. I don't right. remember. He was cool, though. Uh, they're going to have to call him because they've been catfishing everybody. We thought they were going to be good in the playoffs when they got Kyrie and KD back, and that's a big psych. Um You brought up a concern about Steve Nash that we're definitely going to get into because I don't think he's a good coach at all. Um, but let's just start on the surface. Who was worse last night, Katie or Kyrie? Like, I understand, I understand what the stat lines say for both of them, but just the eye test, who was worse? So I'm going to say that Kyrie overall was worse, right? But when it counted, Kevin Durant just totally fell apart. That's so, true. so here is the, the problem. Take. Here's the problem. When you start talking about somebody like Kevin Durant, uh, he separates himself even from players like his Robin or his 1A, you know, Kyrie. Uh, he even separates himself when he was on the squad with James Harden from a James Harden, right? And people can make that argument. Maybe the gap is a lot closer between him and James Harden as opposed to him and Kyrie. I wouldn't fight that argument, but there's still some separation, right? I think when you start talking about the best in the league right now or over the, f- the past five years, even though James Harden is great, I think you would name, you put these names in there. LeBron, KD, and then Steph. And depending on, are you getting injured Kawhi or not injured Kawhi? Uh-huh. Um, Giannis is just kind of coming into his own, even though he already has two MVPs and defensive player of the year, yada, 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 championship. Uh, but over the past five years, I, I think that you could argue that that would be the group of three, maybe four, and then right on the outer banks of that is James Harden, you know, if he could have got to a finals. If he could have gotten to a finals, he was like dipping his toe on there. Anyway, my point is this. Yep. When you have that kind of separation, when you know that you know that you know that you know that you're the man, right? And uh-huh. everybody on the other team knows that you're the man. Everybody in the stands knows that you're the man. And that when, it's, when you're up 17 and you're already down one game in the series, you can't have that kind of second half of that fourth quarter performance uh, that he had, even though Kyrie wasn't – Kyrie was just as bad, right? Just Horrible. as poor. But the expectations is that much more for Kevin Durant. So that's why I say that Kyrie overall was worse. But in that second half, I got to put it more on Kevin Durant because regardless of how they're defending you, and they're defending you well. I can't really blow you up for that because that was a good take. But Kev, uh, Kyrie Irving was horrible. Uh, just absolutely bad. And then Kevin Durant, when you look into the stats, did you realize that 18 of his 27 came from the free throw line? Yeah. That's insane. Like, it, you, for, you know, you got to hit your free throw, so I'm with it. But you take out those 18 points, he did nothing. Like, he did absolutely nothing last night. So, in the, in the, and the even worst part about that, Casey, mm-hmm. looking at the stats like you were just saying, you look at guys who are not the man or coming off of the bench. You have Bruce Brown, 23 points. Yep. Goran Drozic, uh, six, uh, 18 points. Yeah. Seth Curry, 16 points. And you're just like, how often are you going to get those performances? Yeah. 
from your players. How often on the road are you going to get that kind of performance from your players? And so that's another element of the waste um, of how much this loss will really hurt uh, the Nets. And specifically, when people are starting to talk about, can KD really do it? Because, and I'm going to throw it right back to you, but if you think about him at OKC, mm-hmm. a lot of blame has been put on Russ, and rightfully so. I think people kind of look at it and just like, okay, KD, I mean, we kind of knew, but maybe we didn't know quite so much yeah. until the last, like, two seasons, three seasons, watching Russ play, and especially with the Lakers, right? But then he has some success, but he gets knocked for going to Golden State. He gets a couple of championships, a couple of finals MVP, and instead of re-signing, he says, I'm going to go do it somewhere else. And now it's looking like another season where it's not going to happen. And now we're starting to get into legacy, in my opinion, legacy uh, diminishing like the, the, the place where that could really hurt you because now it looks like maybe all you can do is win when the deck is so stacked in your favor. Yeah, so I'm saying. No, I'm 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 with I'm with you on that. That's a that's a good point on KD. Um, and just to clarify, not take anything away from the Celtics. The Celtics are probably going to win the title. Like the Celtics are really good, and they have like way not to take anything away from them. The title, yeah, they're really good. They got eight nine dudes that just are good. Like that could start on any other team. Like the the four dudes that don't start that come off the bench for Boston, they contribute, like the Lakers would pay billions to have those guys instead of the dudes from the YMCA that they have. But to, Someone call him Genie. Yeah. Get her on the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your point on KD, I'll take it, and I agree with you that, yeah, he's underachieved everywhere. He hasn't had Steph Curry on his team. Is that a fair way to put it? <laughs> okay. Pull it, put it on our uh, social media and uh, make sure you tag at KD uh, Trey Five. Listen, hey, uh, I, <laughs> I don't need. I, I, I need he responds. Okay, <laughs> I know he does. Like I don't want to smoke, but at the same time, I think you do. You know how good it would be for the show if KD quote oh. tweets us and like shut the f up. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Um, be awesome. So let me ask you this: as far as Brooklyn is concerned, if you are the coach, mm-hmm. do you try to make it into a positive? Because in Game One, Kyrie went off, but Kevin had arguably just as mediocre a performance. He, he just played the defense, right? And, That's what we remember. And, yeah, and, and they, they lost by, what was, what was it, three? I can't remember now. It, it was a close game. Yeah, they lost. the Tatum buzzer beater layup at the end. Yeah, yeah two. Whatever it was, yeah. And, and so, and then game two, I know Boston is good. And kudos to them and Tatum and... Uh, Brown and uh, Smart and, and uh, the head coach. I always chop his name up, so I don't want to disrespect him like that. But kudos to that team and the way that they're playing, as well as the ancillary players. I, like, respect to them. They have really been on fire since uh, we got into 2022. Yes. But they were down 17. They were. If I'm Brooklyn and I got to make this into a positive and I got to try to be like a Zen master, like a new school Phil Jackson – uh, I would get some type of book that would talk about nothing about basketball, but talk about, you know, looking within and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, we were up 17 on these dudes. We disappeared in the second half for whatever reason. Yep. And we still lost by, we lost by seven. We lost by seven. And our two best players sucked. If I'm Brooklyn, I feel like you can spin this into something positive. But you're down 2-0. Uh, and you got to win four of the next five. And you're right, Boston looks really good. So I, I don't know what's going to happen there. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I think that'll take us to Steve Nash. But before we do that, uh, why 
if I'm Steve Nash, right, you got to win these games, obviously. I'm benching Kyrie Irving. And I'm starting Goran Dragic. Why in the world is this man not playing more than 20 minutes? Hold on. Say that one more time, man. I just want to make sure we got that clear. Yeah, that's clear. I would come out in game three. My starting point guard would be Goran Dragic. Kyrie Irving would be on the bench. Huh? What? what why, why is that not right? Let me hear the rest of your philosophy first. Uh, so... Let me hear this strategy real quick. Kyrie Irving plus minus, minus nine. Goran Dragic is in the plus. He was more efficient last night. He's a better facilitator than Kyrie Irving. Like, you can't be a point guard and have no assists. One assist counts as no assist if you're a point guard. Like, they don't move the basketball. They all just stand there and watch each other. Kyrie dribbles for 13 seconds. KD dribbles for 13 seconds. He goes back to Kyrie. Then they throw up some horrible shot. When Dragic is on the floor, they move. They move around a bit. Like, you can't just stand there. And we found out that KD's not going to do it, okay? So then you got to go to some dude named Bruce Brown, who was really good last night. You got to go to Drummond, apparently, in the post. You got to go to Seth Curry at out wide. And as weird as it sounds, you got to have somebody else on the floor. But they're better on the court. Last night, they were better with Goran Dragic. They got to do something. So that's, how, that's why I would play Goran Dragic. And they'll let Kyrie come off the bench. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But then when it comes to Steve Nash, yeah, you can't, you cannot blow that game down 17. You have, or up 17. You have to do something. And now, granted, they don't really have a lot of guys to, like, move in and out besides Dragic, who should be starting, but nonetheless, you get nothing else from your bench besides Dragic. Like, Patty Mills, okay, it is what it is, but literally your bench was Dragic with 18, five dudes with zero, Claxton, Played 23 minutes, had three points. And why did this man play 23 minutes? He had three points, and he was minus 10. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Just keep yourself on the side. I don't know. All I know is that Kyrie said, uh, like, the beginning of the season that they basically don't need a coach. Or it might have been He did last say that, season. yeah. But whatever he – I know Kyrie said it, and I'm paraphrasing. They basically don't need a coach. I think they do. Now, is Steve Nash that guy? I do not know. But to the original point when you were talking about benching Kyrie, yep. here's the argument for that. Now, Steph came off the bench, I believe, in game one and or game He came off the bench both game games, two, yes. But he was coming off, you know, they're trying to integrate him back into, yeah. you know, uh, playing shape. And uh, he's there, by the way, uh, if we've been watching him shoot. But they don't need it. Right. But I'd here, leave him on the bench. So, I'd let Jordan Poole play. Anyway. But, but we see how that works out, right? So mm-hmm. you got a full wave from your first starters. And now when the second team, quote unquote, second team comes in, now you got to deal with a Kyrie Irving. Who really? If you really want to go one-on-one, ain't nobody on there going to deal with me one-on-one. I don't care who you are. Uh, so that's the argument for it. That being said, it may be something as simple as trying to make some other adjustments. I don't know what adjustments they're making because you're right. It is a lot of standing around of what I watched in the game. It is a lot of, you know, you take it, I take it, KD. Yep. You take it, uh, now it's your turn, Kyrie. Now you can go one-on-one. And to their credit, more times than not, they can, they can win their one-on-one battles. But you're dealing with a team in Boston that is playing very high, very elite defense, and they're letting them play that way as well. They're letting them play a lot more physical. I don't know if that's the playoffs. I don't know if people are swallowing the whistle. But it is definitely affecting the offense at certain times for Brooklyn. So what you're saying is my idea to bench Kyrie is not that bad. What I'm saying is if you're going to make the argument – uh, you got to make an argument that makes sense. What you got the ability to the do? The argument makes sense. Drag- they are better. Yeah, they are better sense. with Dragic on the floor. Like that. Uh, 
I think we're arguing the same point, but like it's not gonna. We both agree it's not gonna happen, right? I don't know if Steve Nash has the the cachet to bench him. Yeah, there we go. Because I was gonna say guts. And I was like, that's that's mean, but that's no, I don't think it. he has the he I don't does think he has not. the power to do that. To be real with you, yeah, I think Kyrie would just walk out there. Like to be honest with you, like <laughs> I, 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 I think Kyrie somebody, would yeah. just kind of stroll out on the floor, something. be like, yeah. hey, I'm out here. So uh, it's a total disaster in Brooklyn. They're on the verge of getting swept. Um, I'm serious. The Celtics might win it all. Like if Booker's really hurt. I, like I get, there's a long way to go. Like I don't need that. The Bucks are for real. You know, I get it. These dudes are Miami is for real. Don't do that. You hear the music? Don't start a whole new argument. No, I'll stop no. this music right now. We can go ahead. I, you want me to stop it? I can turn it down. From what you see, just answer yes. Just answer it. You're see, but you're gonna lie because you're gonna be like, oh, I see more from Miami. What they the one seed? What up to? Like, what no, you want me to see? No, no. What I'm saying is what the Celtics have done has been just as, if not more impressive, than what the Heat have done. I call him Jimmy 4-5, because he shoots off. And what happens if he, didn't, if he doesn't score Bow. 45 in that game? Bow. Exactly. Like Chief Keith. You remember Chief Keith? Kids, y'all remember Chief Keith? I've been, to, hey, I've been to a Chief Keith concert. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, I got to stop right there. Can't say any more You lyrics. really cannot say another single <laughs> love word Sosa. of Love Sosa. But they love it. You know what I'm saying? They love that Love Sosa. All right. We got to go to break. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 6-9. We'll be right back. Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690 on a Thursday. We roll along here. Jumbo Shrimp Baseball coming up in about a half hour or so. We got some Jags things to talk about here coming up. We got some good gambling picks for the weekend. We'll do that tomorrow in a segment that we will debut tomorrow. Brian Middleton's got some picks. Uh, The boy Kevin Lyons has some picks. He'll call in and give us uh, his picks. Gambling expert. And you know I got some. I got some low-key fire for you to make some money on the weekend. Because at the end of the day, all we're trying to do make some money and have a good time in this life. That was pretty uh, pretty deep right there, Brian wow. Middleton. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's all you're trying to do. Listen, I told the guys this earlier. I listened to, like, Elon Musk interviews and podcasts last night till like, 4 a.m. Okay, so I'm, like, way in my head about, like, conspiracy, just crazy things. Like what? What was Elon talking about? His usual artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. moving to Mars. Chips in hands. He just all, Chips in forearms. Yeah, the, the face thing on robots, like the uh, face like you have on your phone, facial recognition. Yeah, I was talking about all that. Let me just say this, though, okay? What I used, got? this has nothing to do with Elon, but I said chips in forearms and, and hands and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Listen, I finally used my tap feature on my card. Yeah. Been using it everywhere. I finally did it, I like, know, I think I on Tuesday. Too. And I'm yeah. just like, I, like, they mean tap. They don't mean tap and hold. Literally. They mean tap. I'm like, this is amazing. Yep, I've I've gone through that as well. So like a paradigm shift. It's different. You know? Freeing. It's it, <laughs> okay, punch anything in. That is true. It gives you a whole day. I mean, it's quick too. You know what I'm saying? I so. wonder how the hackers are going to get that one. Well, here's what I don't get about that. Since we're talking about it, like, so okay. the chip takes forever, right? You put the chip in, yeah. and they like read it. How are you telling me that if I tap the chip, it takes literally a half second? I technically got to ask Elon. But to, I'd love to talk to Elon. Tell you what. Hey, we had this. Oh, was this on the air? Well, now it's going to be. If Elon ran for president, would you vote for him? Whoa. Huh? Whoa. Is that controversial? We would tried you? to figure that out earlier. I can't. I'm pretty sure we did this on the air. What, what did you say? I said yes. 
He's so smart. Like, what do we have to lose? Man, it's a yes or no, so we can talk about the Jags. I don't know anything about Elon other than I don't quite trust his face when he smiles. So then no is what the vibe I'm getting. I said I don't quite trust his face when he smiles. I feel like he he won the deal. You know what I mean? I feel like I don't know how I lost the deal yet, but I've lost the deal with him. Here's my way to describe Elon Musk. He knows something that the rest of us don't. That's what it is. And, and it's I don't know what it is because he does a lot of crazy things that are, like, super smart. Uh-huh. So, like, I don't know exactly what it is he knows, but he definitely knows something that 99.9% of the people do not. And he knows more about it than you ever will. Exactly. Ever Until will. it's happening, and then we're like, hey, where's Elon? And he's on, like, Mars or something. Yeah, he's so like, yeah. Uh, I knew it, yeah. So, yeah. So that's Elon Musk talk here on Actual Shacks Overtime ESPN so, 690. So Elon 2024, that's what you're saying. That's what you're putting on your bumper sticker on your uh, car, huh? No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I, I you don't... seem like a bumper sticker guy. No, You and Amanda seem like not. a, you know, well, we put Amanda the signs now... in, our, in our front yard. We got a flag flying. We got flags Abs- flying in my neighborhood already. No. I won't so, tell you. Yeah, please don't. Um, no, I don't like bumper stickers at all. Yeah. We're not signed people. But Amanda is, like, bumper sticker person, but not political bumper sticker. Like, she has a UNF alumni um, sticker, and okay. then, like, she has a couple JAG stickers, I think. That's solid. Okay. Yeah, she just has stuff like that. We don't, you know. I don't I don't get it, the whole, like, political thing on your – like, you're just giving people an opportunity to, like, not like you. You know what I mean? Like, mm. right or wrong, mm. you're just giving people a chance to be like, you know what, I don't like that person because of that, which that's probably not right either. Because as it turns out, like, people are more than just, like, their political beliefs. Like, you can find that out about people, uh, which I hope you do. This is getting super deep. The number one, I don't like bumper stickers because they're too permanent, even though I know this stuff. Because they're Walmart, hard to get off. It's, you know it's what hard I mean? to get off. It's like a tattoo to me. That's why I don't get tattoos. I don't even like to button my shirt all the way up to the top. No, sir. Huh? Feels, it feels like too much constriction. Like, I'm, I'm stuck to you now. Like, no, sir. Yeah. No, ma'am. And imagine so if I, I got, like, a Gators bumper sticker, and then I got mad at him. Like, I'd have to take it well, off. too late. Well, you're still in a free agency with that. So. Still in free agency. I'm still, uh, you know, weighing my options. By the way, my dad's a big bumper sticker guy. Again, non-political, but he has, like, the Lightning Stanley Cup and the Bucks Stanley Cup and then, like, some elk stuff. Um, so. Hey, you know what? This is the most random block ever, but it just popped into my head because I was watching some hockey as well. Well, some yeah, stuff about were. hockey after we talked about Wayne Gretzky. And I didn't realize that. By the way, know, Jacksonville Iceman tonight. Oh, the yeah. Good plug. Uh, the uh, the Edmonton Oilers, Oilers. Yep. right? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that he was a part of that dynasty in the 80s. And then as the more that I looked into that, sure. I realized there were two dynasties in the 80s, the New York Islanders. From yeah. like 79 to like 82 or 83, they won four in a row. And uh, then yep. and then Edmonton came in and did their thing. I like to see you're doing the research at yep. night. Yeah, about a YouTube like black hole. That's what I did with Elon Musk last night. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. okay, so anyway, we'll move off of this, but to finish up the hockey talk, Jacksonville Iceman tonight in the playoffs, ECHL, going for the Kelly Cup. They play the Atlanta Gladiators. Uh, submarine Mike, we saw his tweet, appreciate you, uh, is down in the parking lot, uh, actually probably in the stadium by now for sure, um, getting ready for the Iceman game. So if you're on the way down there, uh, enjoy the game for sure. We're already going to break. I mean, listen, you yeah, want me to turn are. the music down? I can't. No. We, we no, don't have to right. do anything you don't want to do. You're right. It, it got, it's off the rails. Um, but anyway, so I'll just keep going with the Iceman. Uh, first four playoff games at home for the Iceman. Um, the Atlanta Gladiators lost their home games due to Disney on ice. Wow. They scheduled Disney on ice, and they said, ah, Gladiators won't need home playoff games. Psych. They did need them. So the first four will be at home for the Iceman. You could sweep and not have to go to Atlanta. Uh, however, 
you lose one, and you got to go play the last three in Atlanta. So that's terrible. It's it's <laughs> it's a weird weird spot to be in for sure for the Iceman. They're I don't want to say they're going to feel pressure to not go to Atlanta, but you know, you, I think the worst case scenario for the Iceman would be up 3-0 and you lose and have to go. Um, I think they'll be okay no matter what. They're a good team, um, but. It's a weird scenario. So, Disney on ice, shout out to you for making the first four games for the Iceman at home in the Kelly Cup playoffs. So, if you're on the way to that, enjoy that and go Iceman. We come back. I think we will probably talk Jags. about the Jags. Yes, that's gotcha. what I'm. That's what we're supposed to talk about here. But Elon Musk conversation dominated the block. We're coming back on the other side. Action Sports Jacks overtime. ESPN six ninety. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. We're rolling along. Jumbo Shrimp Baseball coming up here in a minute, but we're finally going to talk about the Jags after last block went a little bit off of the rails. Brian Middleton says he has a question that I can answer. Um, Definitely need to address what's on the stream right now. Uh, We invite you to watch if you're not in your car, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, uh, to the video version of the show. You can see me sitting here playing with a small football. Is this rubber? Rubber? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, you can see a version of the show. Um, Brian Middleton on the ones and twos. Casey Kurtz with you. All right, Brian, what do you got for me? That's great that the stream is like it's perfect timing. Well, a little early, but it's like they knew that this question was coming. Yeah. So, Casey, mm-hmm. the NFL draft a week away. Literally at this time next week, we will be not knowing not still, knowing still. But, but almost knowing. I mean, we probably will know by that time. No, I don't think we somebody will. will. Brent will pay somebody to know. Hey. No? Yeah, you do. That doesn't mean we'll know. That's fair. Um, okay, but I want to give you this scenario. Please do. Which one is more likely? Okay, the Jags who are spending a lot of time at the top of the NFL draft. You know, at least we win at something. Number one overall draft pick again. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know: Do you think? Well, which one do you think is more likely? Which scenario? Okay. The Jags trade out of the number one overall pick or Evan Neal actually comes to Jacksonville as the number one overall pick. Which one? I don't think anybody wants the pick. That's the problem. So I would say what's more likely is they pick Evan Neal, which, listen. All right, so the we'll, we'll go there and we'll start with on the stream, Jags fan, EST96 exclamation point. Been around for a minute, 1996. I was negative one years old. But nonetheless, they say Neal, hopefully Pickens or Burks at 33, then the best linebacker available at 65, and then so-and-so. And then he said, still mind-boggled how people don't see that Neal is a consensus number one like a QB. All right. We need to get you into a front office somewhere, Jags fan. Would you say uh, exclamation point established uh, in, in 1986? Yeah, okay, point. yeah. We need to get you into a front office somewhere. USFL. Uh, XFL for Kirby's team, Kirby Smith. Or you know, just do not order any pizza. Sir. Just don't order no pizza. So we'll get to that in a second. But to follow up on that point, uh, Gene Fournette, uh, his real actual Twitter account, the real Gene Fournette, uh, said league personnel guy told me feeling is Jaguars like Iquanu over Neal if they go offensive tackle. So I'll just leave that out there in the world. Um, but here's the thing on Evan Neal, right? No. Like. I don't think it's consensus at number one. I can imagine you can have that opinion. That's totally fair. Don't get me wrong. But we're not even sure if he can play tackle. 
So you're telling me a guard is the consensus number one overall pick in the draft? No, absolutely not. He's he's not a generational talent at the offensive line. We haven't heard that anywhere. Is he going to be a good player in the NFL? I'll even give you probably. Okay, but it's a position that has no stats, so are we really going to care? Like, is he going to be obviously better than Cam Robinson? I don't know. I can't tell you that. But what I can tell you is, if you draft a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, like Kevon Thibodeau, like uh, Walker, right, you can obviously see right off the bat, hopefully, actually you can see, if he's better or worse than what you had at the position. Now, granted, if, if Evan Neals like, doesn't give up a sack all season, then maybe. But you get the point I'm trying to make. If Aiden Hutchinson is good, he comes in and has 10, 11 sacks, then you know, hey, guess what? He was obviously a good pick. But in this draft, you can't say there's a consensus number one pick, in my opinion, because there's so many options to go at number one. The guy that was the consensus pick for, like, half of the college football season is, like, now the consensus, like, sixth pick in Kevon Thibodeau. So this draft is all over the place. Um, but to answer your question, Brian Middleton, I would be very surprised if they can trade out of it. I'd love if they could. I don't think it's going to happen. So then thus, I would say just because I think that's extremely unlikely to not possible at all, I would say that Evan Neal is the likelier scenario of the two you presented, although I don't love it. Uh, and let me just uh, play uh, to the opposite of Casey real quick and make sure that our fans on the stream – uh, our appreciated Jags fan established in uh, 1990, what, what Six. year? 1990, yeah, 1996. Listen, man, you got to take Casey's opinion with a grain of salt. I respect Casey's opinion every now and then, right? Every now and then. I think that he's an intelligent guy, right? But sometimes he just talks crazy and he, he don't line up sometimes. Casey Kurtz will tell you right now, I heard him in the 5 o'clock hour be okay with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Picking, what's your boy name? Uh, Drake London, Drake uh, uh, England. What's his name? The wide receiver out of USC? Drake London. Number one overall. I would be. He would be okay with that. I would. This guy thinks that's okay. This guy thinks that the... The Baylor Bears! Thinks that they're the end-all, be-all, okay? But thinks that LeBron is okay. He had a good season this, this past year, but he's okay. Not even in the GOAT discussion. So you got to take his opinion with a grain of salt, all right? If you believe in Evan Neal, if you think that Evan Neal sitting at 6'7", 335 pounds, going to be a, another just wall for your QB that you want to have around standing upright, making amazing passes, taking you into the playoffs, into the Super Bowl, if you think he's your guy, then doggone it, you stick with it. And don't you let anybody like Casey Lamont curse change your mind. That's all I got to say about that. Man, that's going to be crazy going to the Super Bowl when we're playing every game, losing by 30 because we have nobody on defense. Mm. It'll be awesome. Mm. We'll be like, hey, good thing we picked that. Well, you didn't care about that last season. All you wanted to do was lose games but score points. We don't want to do that, though. Let's not do that, Casey. No, I did want him to lose games and score points. <laughs> okay. Because I, I, we could see it happen. But now if you're going to pick a left guard and you can't play a lick of defense, you can't rush the passer at all. You got one dude that can rush the passer, gets double teamed on every single time he tries to rush the passer, then what are we going to do? Like, it's just such a mess. Like, what a bad year to have the first overall pick. Like, what a disaster. <laughs> like, why couldn't this have happened, like, the ne like this year upcoming? Because then we could have traded out of it. You know, like, just one time can luck fall on the Jags. What do you mean? What was last season? I'm sorry. Two seasons ago. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, well, that's, that ship has sailed. We're over that. We need more luck, okay? This is Jacksonville. Dang it. Don't pick Evan Neal, man.
I don't know. I don't know what so they're going to do. To the other point, yeah. uh, from um, the, the tweet that you read from um, uh, Gus Gill. Gene. I'm terrible with names. They're, they're real Gene for that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Just call him Gene. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I think I understand why that may be the case. I do too, I think. But what do you think? Well, I think that his ability to move into various positions. Like, I know that uh, Evan Neal, he talked about it in his interview uh, as well, that he feels more comfortable at the tackle position, probably the left tackle position, but he could play, you know, either side. And he talked about some of the differences with it. As far as, uh, you know, Aguandu, I think he probably fares better and you probably can move him into the guard position. Like, so there, there may be a little bit more to that than just, oh, I think he's better. He may be more of a utility across the line depending on what it is you're exactly looking to do moving forward. But if I'm just picking just straight up, you said it yourself, off of half of the football season, like Evan Neal was it. And then all of a sudden we have a combine. True. Some people get to pick. Some, some people who deem themselves smart, uh, smart some more. And they just decide, like, none of y'all are the number one pick except for Aiden Hutchinson, who may, you know, may end up being the number one pick. So Yeah. I think no matter what they do, I think it's going to be fair to sit there and be, like, underwhelmed. Right? Because that, that's fair. There's not every, not every person agrees on one thing. Every person agreed on Trevor Lawrence, right? But that's an obvious one. But there's not, you cannot get every person to it. You get 10 f- fans in a room, and there's a chance you get six different answers. Like, Aquanu, Evan Neal, Hutchinson. Walker, uh, Thibodeau, trade it. Who knows? Like, there's there's plenty of options. So it's just a weird, it's a weird thing, I guess. So I don't, I wish they could trade it. I really do, but it's not going to happen. Like, I'm just, if it would have happened, I think it would have happened, or you need something crazy to happen in the next couple days with Malik Willis and or Kenny Pickett. But at the end of the day, the Jags are going to make the pick, and you're going to hear the pick right here. On ESPN 690, we will have coverage of the draft next Thursday. So you'll be able to hear who the Jags do indeed pick. You'll be able to check it out on TV. Uh, draft special uh, for Action Sports Jags, Brent Martineau and the gang leading the coverage down there in TV. So you can check that out as well. And then obviously continue on into Friday and Saturday to see who else will be joining this team. Will it be Dylan Parham, the guy that I continuously have to come up with facts on during Shock Your Mock because that is something we started. And every single person in Jacksonville wants them to draft Dylan Parham out of (laughs) Memphis. So we'll see how that plays out. But we got seven days to figure it out. We got to hit a break. And then on the other side, we will hand it off to the Jumbo Shrimp for Jumbo Shrimp Baseball. We will also check the ticket prices for the NBA games tonight as we've been doing. By the way, I'm not going to lie to you. I think we could get into all three of these games. Like, if we were in the cities, I think we could put up enough money to get these tickets. One's a little expensive. The others, though, I tell you what, you try to have a nice dinner, you could just go to these games. We'll tell you what they are on the other side. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. couple minutes to go. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690 on a Thursday. We got the NBA ticket prices to update you on. Uh, we'll update you on this 11 minutes ago from ESPN, uh, from Woj, I should say. 
Uh, Chris Middleton has an MCL sprain in his left knee and will miss the rest of the Bucks' first round series against Chicago. He will be reevaluated in two weeks. Brian Middleton, does that change your mind about the series? Uh, a little bit. Uh, one, you know, you, you see that the Bulls actually pulled one out. Um, and now injuries always level the playing field, especially in playoffs. So yeah. we're going to get to see whether or not Giannis – I think Giannis is just that good where he can he can take them probably um, through this first round, and I don't know what the second round would be off the top of my head, um, yeah. who, who they'd be facing the winner out of, but I think that he's good enough to get you um, two rounds. I just do. So yeah, you're probably right. It'll be a, a much better series though. It definitely has even things out just a bit. Absolutely, I agree with you. Uh, by the way, Devin Booker, grade one hamstring sprain, so people are hurt all over the place. Luka Doncic ruled out for game three, so that's kind of the situation there. Update you on the ticket prices in a minute. Let you know just what else happened in sports today. Tigers beat the Yankees 3 nothing in one of the worst moves of all time by Aaron Boone. Um, if you listened earlier, we'll tell you what that is. I plan on asking uh, about that when we hand off to the shrimp, so we'll see how that plays out right now. Arizona beating Washington 4-2 uh, in the eighth inning. So, all right, NBA ticket prices, Brian Middleton, it's time. So tonight, we got Memphis, we got Minnesota at Minnesota. Crazy things are happening with Minnesota, right? We got protesting. We got people chaining themselves to the floor. We got people, Elmers, gluing themselves to the floor. Weird things are happening in Minnesota with the fans, but... If you're considering protesting, if you are one that wants to make a statement, and I'm not really sure why it has something to do with the old ownership of the Timberwolves, okay. But if you want to make that move for $46, it looks like you can go. Yes, indeed. No, no, no. The ticket prices have dropped. It's a great deal. It is updated seats. You can go for $38, two, three, or five tickets. Again, not four, two, three, or five. I don't know how that works. But nonetheless, the ticket prices are dropping as we speak for that one. Memphis, Minnesota, Brian Milton, who you got? Uh, uh, what are we let's doing? See. Memphis, Minnesota. $38. 38 bucks. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I think, as far as the game is concerned, I say Give me Memphis for the second one in a row. I'm saying this is going six or seven, but Memphis is going to take another one right now. They're going to try to assert their dominance in this game right here. Fair enough. Fair enough. Who you got? Uh, you got the Michael Jordan-LeBron hybrid? Yeah, I'll go with Minnesota. I'll go opposite of you. That's fine. Okay. I'm with that. We got Dallas. We got Utah tonight at 9 p.m. in Utah. Series moves back to Utah. Utah needs to win these games without Luka in. But, ladies and gentlemen, for just $41, you can go two tickets, upper 124. That's a heck of a view. Now, granted, this this picture has not been updated since Carl Malone played for the Utah Jazz. This is the oldest picture of a stadium I've ever seen. This is the old this is horrible. The people at this website that I can't say because Brent Martin will get mad at me because he still can't get in crypto.com arena. Uh would be that that's horrible. You gotta change that. By the way, forty one dollars to get into that one. Quickly, Brian Milton, who you got? Dallas or Utah? <sighs> I said quickly. Dallas. You're delusional. I'll take Utah. Uh, Utah. You already picked Dallas. Uh, the Bucks. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Golden State and Denver, 10 p.m. tonight. This one's going to be a little pricier, folks, $72. I will tell you, tickets are going fast, okay? That's what it's telling me, two tickets. See, this is horrible because this hasn't been updated since uh, who was old and played for the Nuggets? Iverson. This is 
This is horrible. Okay, we got to update these things. Anyway, $72 to go to the game tonight in Denver. Who you got in that one? Uh, Golden State. Come on, man. Yeah, Stop playing right. with me. Golden State. That's fair. All right, we're about to hand off to the Jumbo Shrimp, but we hand off this way, gentlemen. Here's the deal. You, you probably know what happened. Miguel Cabrera, uh, opportunity at 3,000 hits. Aaron Boone intentionally walks him. How do you feel about that? Oh, my gosh. Come on, Yankees. Yeah. I mean, I, I am never in favor. There's no, almost no circumstance in which I am pro-intentional walk, especially on April 21st. Come on. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page with that because I might have called Aaron Boone some names earlier today. Um, I cannot repeat them, I've been told. But just understand that we're on the same page in that one. Uh, what's the deal down there, gentlemen? Uh, Ronald Acuna, is he still there? Is he still playing for Gwinnett? What's the situation? Yeah, he's still here making some great plays, swinging the bat really well. Won't be in the starting lineup tonight, but, yeah, he's still here. He was working out pregame and taking some BP, but just... I think he earned a day off with the way that he's played Tuesday and Wednesday. Absolutely. Do we expect to see him again in this series? Do you guys know or any insider trading you can give me? Insider <laughs> trading, I would I would expect to see him, you know, probably tomorrow, hopefully. Um, you know, they, the Braves want to be careful with him, ease him back in, get him back as soon as possible. So uh, I think they are trying to get him, you know, at least a couple more games for the weekend. I like it. I like it, the insider trading. Appreciate the info there, gentlemen. All right. You guys can take it from here on a Thursday, Thursday. I'm sure it'll be packed downtown. You got the Iceman. You got the Shrimp. I've seen people on Twitter doing the double header, the double dip. Good night for the downtown Jacksonville. You guys have a good call. Take it from here. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. And by the way, good luck to our friends across the street at the Iceman starting their playoff hunt today.